Yeah, I remember when um, you had a long time ago had posted about an audiobook that is narrated by Pedro Pascal, and I, <laughs> and Which I remember one? Which one it was. I think it was like a thriller. Um, Ghost Radio. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was that. <laughs> I posted that and the freaking thing went viral and everybody was downloading that audiobook. Hello, lovely listeners. Hello, book world. Welcome back to the Try Reading Podcast. I cannot believe it, but this is episode 51, aka the first episode of season three. I am beyond excited to be back and better than ever with more iconic guests and stories. But enough of me blabbing. Let's introduce today's guest. I am so excited and honored to be joined by the lovely Jessica. How are you doing, Jessica? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Of course, I am doing well. I'm so excited to have you here, and it's just such an honor to be talking with you today. Thank you. Same. (laughs) Well, I, like I said, I'm so delighted to have you on the podcast. And listeners, you might know Jessica better as Exclusive Palm Beach Living on BookTok and Bookstagram. Jessica is a book content creator who loves to advocate for Latinx and BIPOC voices. She dedicates her free time to bring us some of her favorite Latin American authors and a vlog of her current reads, as well as a little cheese make here and there. And let me tell you, I live for that. I am like, whenever the drama begins, I run over to Book Talk to see you talk about it. And I'm like the nosy tia abuelita. Like, My I just want to. <laughs> yes. It's like the vibe. You either yeah. come for Latin American book recommendations or we come for the tea. Like right. we got the cheese made. Grab your cafecito, get your empanada. We are here for it. Exactly. I am ready to just remove my Drop entire everything. schedule. Yeah, just forget the day. I'm gonna sit and listen. But this is about Jessica, not about me. Jessica also <laughs> has a book club, the fabulous Discover Latinx Lit Book Club. And she has posted some amazing Discover Latinx Lit podcast episodes on YouTube. If you haven't followed Jessie, joined her book club, or checked out the episodes on YouTube, listeners, this is your sign. Jessie has the best book recs, especially if you're looking for horror recommendations. But she truly just gives the most amazing recommendations for each and every reader. And her videos always brighten up my day. And yeah, I'm just so excited to be talking with you. And I'm so honored to have you on the podcast. So thank you so much for joining me. Gabriel, what an introduction. <laughs> Can I record this and use it in every single uh, YouTube video I make when I have to introduce myself and just like, here, Gabriel just said it all. Like, this is it. Just listen to him. <laughs> well, I would be honored. <laughs> My head is like this size right now. <laughs> You make me feel so important. Well, you are. You are an important part of the book community. And <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. Of course. Well, I always start the podcast by asking, what is your current read? Oh, my God. Okay, so we are currently reading a lot of things. First of all, we are reading Monstrilio by Gerardo Sanano Cordova on my book club. Um, that has to be one of my top reads this year and I said this year I'm going to end my book club with this book because of how incredible he is if you're not familiar with Gerardo Samano Cordova he is like the Mexican author that everybody should be looking into and his debut novel Monstrilio is absolutely incredible it's a queer horror story that dives in into like loss and grief very deeply especially in the eyes of parents 
It was incredible. It was absolutely a stunning read. So I'm reading that and then I'm reading Breaking, Break the Cycle by Dominican author Mariel Bouquet. And that is a nonfiction. And I don't usually do self-help books that dive in and like sort of dealing with trauma and generational trauma. But I started this book and it is mind-blowing. Like I am beyond myself as a 40-year-old woman trying to dive in into what all the traumas that I have been through my entire life. And this book is just like shredding like piece by piece. It comes out in January. Highly recommend it if you're in the mood to sort of like dive in yourself and the reasons why you feel a certain way when it comes into dealing with your feelings. So those are the two reads that I'm like right now. Yeah. Wow. Both of those sound so amazing and very unique in their the stories that they tell and just the yes. um, topics. But um, wow, they both sound so wonderful. Definitely check them out. I am really like blown away by both of them. Yeah. Well, I am currently reading. My reading for the past few months has been really weird. I feel like I notice towards the end of the year, every year, it's like the reading slump hits me. And then it's like, yeah, so... You stressed um, out the entire year trying right. to like catch up into all the arcs that you have and the new upcoming releases and you're so stressed out and you're reading like nonstop by like yeah. full hits and you're like reading slump. Uh, yeah. I, I can't. I was not able to read for two months. So yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Like I could not read for two months. It was horrible. It's the craziest feeling too because, you know, we love reading. So it's like, why is there this? Like, but... <laughs> It was the beginning of September and then I finished an amazing book and then I could feel it. And I was like, oh no, here we go. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and, and the thing is that you never know how long it's going to last. Right. That's what's so and like daunting. you don't daunting. know which book is like going to get you out of that reading slump. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like waiting. I'm like, is this going to be the one or is this? <laughs> <laughs> and so I've had some like good books, but I've read like very little. And so I'm just like waiting for like, the holiday season and then like winter break and then being able to like start the new year fresh and like get back on yeah. the on track but um i am currently listening to uh if i have to be haunted by miranda sun and it is Ooh. a ya contemporary fantasy it's sort of perfect for fans of cemetery boys or legend born and oh. it came out let's see in september late september and for the listeners who have listened to this podcast before, I talked with Miranda in August before the book came out. And it's a really fun uh, childhood rivals to lovers story. But oh. the main focus is our main character, Kara, can see ghosts. And um, the local golden boy who's popular and who she's rivals with and they hate each other, he dies and she's, <gasps> she's the only one that can see him. And he basically says like, I don't want to die. You need to help me come back to life. And so they have to go on this like full quest and adventure to um, into like spirit realms and find a way to bring him back to life. And it's just a really fun story, but also just like super adventurous and um, perfect for just like the autumnal vibes. It I'm takes sold. place in autumn. It's yeah, it's so fun. I'm sold. You had me at ghost and you need to revive me and we're going on a journey and you're my rival, but I don't want to, you have to just sold me. That's it. I need to read it. 
It's so <laughs> good. Of fact, let me write this down right yeah. now. <laughs> it is so good. It's so fun. Yeah, I'm loving it so the much. The audio you're doing, the audio? Is the audio yeah. that, yeah. And the audio is good, um, but then the writing's wonderful as well. Like just the voice of the main yeah. character and the narration and everything throughout the writing is really wonderful. So yeah, it's just a really exciting, yeah, and just a perfect book to be reading right now. I'm gonna definitely check it out. I love yeah. audiobooks. I feel yeah. like, yeah, especially because I'm always on the go and always busy right. and always going around. It's like I need something to do, and I'm not big on TV or you know yeah. listening. I listen to a few, very few podcasts, um, but that's like free time. It's audiobooks on my right. car, walking, yeah. exercising, doing shorts around the house. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when um, you had a long time ago had posted about an audiobook that is narrated by Pedro Pascal. And I, <laughs> and Which I remember one? Which one it was, I think it was like a thriller. Um, Ghost Radio? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was all. <laughs> I posted that and the freaking thing went viral and everybody was downloading that audiobook. Um he uh Ghost Radio came out a long time ago, probably like 10 years ago when Pedro Pascal was like not really that popular at that time. And that is one of my favorite uh thrillers by Leopoldo Gaut. He's one of my favorite Mexican authors. He's the author of Piñata. If you have not mm -hmm. read that book. It is an absolute most, also one of my favorites this year. But when I posted that, the freaking audiobook sold out. <laughs> People were like, Jesse, my library has like 10 weeks old. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just needed to want you to know that Pedro Pascal is narrating this book. And so the whole thing, the author reached out. He's like, what did you do? I was like, I was just saying that Pedro Pascal narrated your book when Pedro Pascal was like not well known like 10 years ago right. when the book came out. <laughs> so it just took off from there. It was insane. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I looked on my library app and it was like 12 weeks and I was like, wow, <laughs> somebody beat saying, me to it. Some were saying maybe it was 12 weeks. I, know that, I think Hoopla was saying like eight weeks. Oh my I was like, I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> Pedro Pascal. Right. Well, I'll read his grocery list at this point. Right. Like. <laughs> yeah. So all that to say, audiobooks are so wonderful, and yeah, um, yeah. And at a time where sometimes like reading the physical book is just like you're unable to, and like you said, if you're on the go or you're doing something, it's super accessible. Like not everybody has the time, but also not everybody has the ability to right. read a physical book. So when you have to take in consideration, it's like where people is like, oh, already books are not really reading. Yes, it is because you still have that level of comprehension that you have to get through when you're listening to an audiobook narrator. It's all auditorial. So yes, it is considered reading because you're still analyzing and processing that information. Yeah. And not everybody has the luxury or the ability ability to read a physical book or an ebook it's like for so many reasons and it's just like perfect for those who can and perfect for those who prefer who are more comfortable uh, listening to an audiobook right exactly yeah yes. well those um I love the recommendations you gave and I'm glad I gave you a recommendation <laughs> and I'm gonna check it out yeah. definitely checking yours out well, I, I love, listen, I love young adult. I discovered young adult when I first joined Book Talk. 
Yeah. I was not a reader. Obviously, my favorite genre is horror. So young adult was really not on my radar besides Twilight, right. which was my best. I was in my <laughs> 20s when Twilight came out. So, but joining Book Talk and discovering young adult has been a delight. I remember when I first discovered young adult and now when I think about all the young adult books that you can see in the bookstore, I feel like um, just with more and more stories that are being told from different perspectives, whether it's POC authors or queer authors, um, just getting those stories on the shelves is super important as well for readers. So it's really amazing to see them talked about more because they can be really fun stories and just like, yeah, they're just they can so be wonderful. heartbreaking. I have yeah. read some books by young adults in all genres, from fantasy to contemporary to horror that are absolutely stunning, heartbreaking. And it's so funny because young adult, the when you look at the statistics, young adult is read by literally like between 25 and 35 years old. Right. Like that's that's like their biggest percentage of readers. So it's like older people ch- channeling their young selves yeah. and stories because, you know, each of one of us has a story of our own. And so it's finding the joy in those stories that you did not have when you were young, especially yeah. for people my age. We did not see ourselves represented in stories. So it was always, you know, the, the same um, white characters. And now there's such diversity and inclusion in stories that I just find it so very much needed and and uh, all yeah. inspiring I guess yeah absolutely yeah well speaking of young adult I have a uh, just one podcast shout out from a previous guest and um, for listeners if you listen to any episodes on season two you'll know I talked with the iconic Camilla Cole who is the debut author of So Let Them Burn and it is a YA Jamaican inspired Joan of Arc inspired fantasy um, it comes out on January 16th 2024 and it's Sapphic's Sisters Dragon Riders it's amazing it's so good I can't recommend it enough um, it was the for the listeners, if you listen to the episode, you already know, but the final piece to that puzzle of inspiration was Zendaya's 2018 Joan of Arc outfit at the Met Gala. So if that doesn't give you any reason to read it. Oh my I God, you, that's it. You just said Zendaya and I'm, I'm in, I'm sold. I'm exactly. obsessed with Zendaya. I'm obsessed with that woman. Ah, she is like my spirit animal for sure. When yeah. I grow up, I want to be just like her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so I cannot wait for this book to be out and for everyone to fall in love with Camilla's talented writing. And yeah, I'm just so excited for it to be out in the world. So listeners, if that sounds interesting to you, definitely go read it. Definitely checking it out. Yeah. I have to know. You you have me as Zendaya, <laughs> you have me at Dragons. Oh my God, so many Dragon <laughs> stories coming out. I know. I yeah. am so excited. Me too, yeah. Well... Now for the official questions about you, how did you discover <laughs> your love for books and reading? You know, I'm from Latin America, so reading for us is pretty much a must. You are taught reading since you are pretty much in kindergarten, especially uh, poetry. Poetry is what's always taught in school since you are little, you know, especially, I'm from Nicaragua, so Ruben Darillo has been the poet that it's spoken 
and taught in school since I can remember Alejo Carpenter, Jose Marti. So it has always been in me as a child. But then as you grew older, you start discovering new things and new authors and new stories. And so at 10 years old is when I can tell you that I completely fell in love with like horror reading. That's when I first discovered Julio Cortazar, Octavio Paz, Jorge Luis Borges. And that's what took me on a journey of reading and I have not stopped ever since. I love that. And obviously that love for horror still shines brightly on your page and with your recommendations. And whether it was when you were younger or when you started falling in love with horror, can you remember a time when you read a book and realized that words on a page have power? Yes. I, so I moved to the United States when I was 16 years old. And that was like sort of the first time that I will meet my parents because my parents read from the revolution back in the early 80s in Nicaragua. So I've never met them. I was a toddler when they left. And so when I moved to the United States, I was 16. And I was just overwhelmed with emotions. And so I fell into a depression. And I remember um, running away always to the library in my school because that's that was like my safe heaven, the place where I felt that I was safe and where I could like explore my emotions through reading. And I discovered Isabel Allende for the first time. The first book is Daughter of Fortune. And that book took me on an emotional journey that if I can tell you it saved my life, it absolutely did. It taught me that I could be and do whatever I wanted to do. And I was so strong within myself. I just needed to realize it. it was, it's a beautiful story. If you guys, you obviously know, if you follow me on my channel, you know that Isabel Allende is one of my favorite authors of all times. I have her entire collection. I read her books like almost every year, just out of a comfort, sort of like to fit my soul. Uh, she's my favorite. I highly, highly recommend her work. That is so wonderful. And I love that. Yeah, that the library could be such a safe space for you because, of course, libraries are so important. And then, yeah, just finding a book that is so powerful and life-changing. And um, You know what it, what it was, really? If you know Isabel Allende, and if you don't know, you're, you're about to find out. <laughs> she is obviously one of the biggest voices in Latin America when it comes to historical fiction and magical realism. But she is the biggest feminist that there is. And it shows in her stories. And so she's very controversial in the sense that when you think of Latin America, it's a very conservative mindset, right? And so you have this woman that is telling little girls like me that, no, forget these standards, forget what society is expecting of you of to be or to do. You are your own woman. You can achieve so much. You can chase your dreams. You can be anything you want. And so that for me was when I'm a 16 year old reading these stories was everything I needed it in that moment. And I think her stories through the years continue to show little girls like me and women that regardless of what age you are in, you can still be yourself. You can still follow your dreams. And, and so she's such a strong voice for inspiration. It's one of the reasons why I always recommend her work for you guys to see, to go into that emotional like roller coaster of feels. 
Yeah, absolutely. What a wonderful answer. Thank you so much for sharing. You're so welcome. (laughs) Well, obviously, um, you know, listeners, if any of you are not familiar with the areas like BookTok and Bookstagram, uh, BookTok began uh, in this sort of pandemic times and some people started talking about books and now here we are with so many different content creators on book talk talking about oh, so many different genres and types of books and it's such a wonderful place for recommendations and um and you know bookstagram has been around even before that but both i have gotten too many recommendations if there is such a thing and my list of books that i want to read has grown greatly since discovering different people to follow but um jessica for you did you discover Bookstagram or BookTok first? Okay, so I, believe it or not, I have never been on social media till BookTok. And I discovered, I didn't even know about Bookstagram, okay? <laughs> I discovered BookTok first. I think it must have been late 2020, um, but I was not posting. I just came across where everybody knew that discovers the hashtag book talk comes across, which was like the same five white authors, videos and book recommendations. And so I didn't post, I hadn't, I have done nothing. I was just watching because I was just like, oh my God, people are talking about books online. I had no idea. And so I, it was book talk. It was late 2020. I will say it was like Christmas, 2020. Yeah. When I discovered Book Talk, it was like life changing. Yeah. Oh, well, we're coming up around that anniversary right now. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, now here you are with, you know, a whole community and you've grown your page and um, then joined Bookstagram as well. But um, you sort of mentioned, and this ties into my next question, sort of the beginning of Book Talk were those same five white authors and what were your first impressions of book talk as a viewer um well obviously I was super excited because you are meeting people that are talking and sharing their love about books which is for me as a reader it's like I was all I was in awe but I kept seeing that they were talking the videos that they were being shown on my for you page was the same five authors and so it literally I was a nobody I didn't have a picture I didn't have anything I was just an observer of videos and so it took me I would say like six months before I decided that there was so much more than these five authors I was like wait hold on a second I love reading I love Latin American authors, why are these people not talking about all these diversely authors out there? And so it took me six months to get the courage because I've never been online. I never never had a presence online. So it took me six months to say, you know what? I'm going to sit here and I'm going to talk about all of these Latin American authors that I know, that I have read, that I love. I bet you there's people out there that will love to read these books. And that's how it started. Yeah. 2021. Wow. I think it was the summer of 2021. Yeah. Well, and you bet, right? And there were people <laughs> out there. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, that is something that I am so grateful for as a viewer of Book Talk videos mm-hmm. that, you know, when I first joined the app and was just viewing Book Talk videos, it was, again, those typical popular Barnes and Noble table Mm -hmm. type of books and I was like well where are the 
where are the books because I know there's books with people that look yeah. like me I know there's Latinx yes. authors black yes. authors queer authors but where are those so um then finding you and um also Carmen Thompson Textiles and yes um then just figuring out who do I want to follow who's really going to give me the recommendations that I'm really mm -hmm. looking for and so I mean you've just been such an amazing person to follow and to get recommendations Thanks. from of course and when you started that page, your book talk page in the summer of 2021, was there, other than, you know, of course, the wanting to bring diversity to recommendations, was there a big aim or goal behind starting your account? Not really. The goal for me was just to have escape to you know, you're coming off a pandemic. I, if, if you don't know, I have a disabled child. My youngest, my, my oldest is 18 years old. My youngest is 12 year old. Um, so I was coming off of the pandemic and being with a disabled child, with an autistic uh, child where his therapies were completely cut off. We couldn't have any contact with anybody. So it was just me and my husband and my daughter taking care of Philip. And that was just taking a really huge toll on my mental health and so the purpose was just to have this sort of scape of talking about the things that I love so it was sort of having my own little space online and so at the beginning it did not feel like I had an aim or a goal it didn't realize to me till probably like the end of 2021 again that Christmas that I said, hold on a second, book talk can change lives. Like book talk can make indie authors go viral and change their lives. So I figure I needed to focus myself into bringing more awareness into representation, into inclusion, because those are the things that really matter to me. And I could see through book talk and social media how much of an impact it had and how much it can change lives. And it has proven me right ever since. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that is something that, uh, yeah, so many people talk about and that notice especially like you said with indie authors but with authors of color and authors of the queer community and just mm -hmm. being able to share these voices and stories that are out there but maybe aren't being talked about as much or aren't being displayed on the tables at Barnes and Noble or I'm yeah. going to give you an example yeah do you remember the trans rights readathon yeah okay I, we were all of course yeah oh up. yeah that was the biggest thing on book tech. And so this happened. Back in, I think, The Wicked Bargain came out. I was talking about The Wicked Bargain since last December. I got the arc. I was super excited because, well, obviously, Gabe Colnovoa is a trans author. And I was in my hype with young adult novels. And that was one particular story that really like stole my heart. Like I was obsessed with that story. And so obviously when the trans right read a ton came up, I could finally expose that even more because it was getting the attention that it needed. Because even though I've been talking about that book for months, it did not go anywhere in the sense of like, it didn't really make an impact. Not a lot of people were reading it, but once that happened, I get a comment by one of my mutual that is like, Jesse, because they know I'm obsessed with Vico Ortiz. And if you don't know Vico Ortiz, Google them right now. They are absolutely incredible. And so she goes, 
you love that book so much, guess who narrates that book? And uh, me running to Google, I was like, who narrates The Wicked Bargain? I love this. Vico Ortiz, I freak the fuck out, pardon my French, okay? <laughs> I freak the fuck out. I post a video, myself freaking out and putting the first, um, like one minute of him narrating The Wicked Bargain. I don't know how he gets into the video, Vico Ortiz sees my video, stitches or uh, duets the video, uh, uh, do a reaction of my video. Gabe Colnavoa goes viral. His audiobooks were number one, beating Prince Harry's audiobook. It was a whole thing. It was absolutely incredible. And then since then, obviously he goes viral. The audiobook is viral, Vico Ortiz, and then he gets two more deals for two books coming out in 2024. Yeah. So it was like wow. life-changing. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember. Especially for the trans community, the Latinx right. trans community, which was very important to me because I wanted somebody from my community to sort of right. blow up. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember, well, obviously the readathon and I remember how exciting yeah. that was and to be able to talk about all these books and really share as many as possible and seeing so many people talking about them at yeah. once was so exciting. But I remember, I obviously remember you talking about it before the book even came out. But then yeah. I, during that week, I started seeing more people reading This Wicked Bargain and loving it and reading it. And um, so it, it was, story. yeah. And it was so cool just to see that like sort of slow and then quick jump to like, yeah, everyone's number one, reading beating, it. Yeah. beating Prince Harry's book. Wow. For like, I don't know how many weeks, but it was a bit Prince Harry's book because Prince Harry's had just come out when wow. the trans rights readathon came out. Like we were doing that whole week of just reading. It was insane. Yeah. Like he, they were so excited. I, yeah. my heart, like they even, Gabe Colnavoa made a video. He, uh, it was beautiful. It yeah. Was, it was everything. I was like, I was crying. I was sobbing when I saw their of video. Course. I was like, oh my God, I am so happy for you. You have no idea. Yeah. And oh my gosh. Well, especially beating Prince Harry's book. That's, I mean, that thing was. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, that book was trash, but I, just... <laughs> I read, I listened to it. I was like, DNF. I was, right. like, I was like, I'm good. <laughs> I already know the whole story. I'm good. I, yeah. No, you know what? No, we're good. <laughs> yeah. No, it felt too fake. I was like, you need more yeah. time to be writing this book. Yeah. Let's see how the next one comes out. <laughs> Well, that is so wonderful. And it perfectly segues into just the positivity of book talk and uh, life changing. Right. And yeah. so, my next question for you is what have been some of the best parts of being a book content creator, specifically on book talk? Getting to meet such incredible people that I never thought I would meet. It like, it's like a different kind of support system that you encounter, that you, obviously you're going to meet many different people, but you will have like your support system that it's always there for you. And sometimes you will be surprised that the people that you were so inspired by are the ones uh, standing right beside you, helping you in every step of the way. Once your account starts growing, uh, to sort of feel that sense of community, right? Because we are all here to sort of, 
lift each other up and like whoever makes it like give a hand and let's all do this together because at the end of the day it's all about the community so it's been to get to meet incredible people that i can call friends yeah. which is so rare it's it's right. so for me it's like such an experience to see to have friends that will that you can call friends that you have never met but right. they're always there for you they're a dm or a text or a phone call away and it's just such a blessing absolutely yeah that sense of community is something i don't think anyone would have expected because it is social media and it's yeah. like it's technology it's social media so why would you expect but then you see all of these friendships and all of these communities and it is yeah it's so wonderful and it's it's really fulfilling too as a reader to like it is see like other a people. different world yeah absolutely yeah. it's yeah I I was super fortunate to go to y'all west uh last year which mm. is the west coast young adult book festival mm. and I don't think you really realize until you see it in a big space what the book community looks like until you see everyone there because online it's hard to really tell because obviously you have your mutuals or you have people that you're friends with but seeing all of these people that love the same thing and gathering in one place to celebrate just a love for reading yeah um, it's so wonderful to see how formative books can be and just what they can do with friendships and communities so yeah that's a what you shared was just it's a really really wonderful aspect of just I would love to go to a to a book convention because I feel like the feelings will be in heightened so much I feel yeah. like I have got the pleasure to meet some of my favorite people in person when they come to Florida and I have a chance to meet them and that has been like an incredible feeling it's like finally meeting that person that you know has like a little piece of your heart and like you have been to so much together, not together, but like, yeah, you know? So yeah, I can only imagine going to a book convention and seeing all the people that yeah. you know online and just like in one place. Yeah. You guys get to do what you love, which is books and talk about books and buy right. books and right. see your favorite <laughs> authors. Like, yeah, oh, what a joy. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, of course, it is also social media and um have there been more negative aspects to it or anything you would like to share um you know social media it's a really tricky place to navigate because even though you get to share so much and you get to experience so much and you get to meet so many incredible people and you get to explore your creativity more you come to realize that social media is not really the space for like nuanced conversations and that there you need to keep in mind that there's always two sides of the story when it comes into dealing with people on social media and so it has its pros and cons I don't really focus much on the negative because at the end of the day I am my mind is set on sitting here and talking about the books I love and bringing as much awareness to inclusivity and, and, and good representation of the Latin American community in books. And so, yes, there is, but we're not going to focus on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And I love the aspect you did share just about like 
yeah, it's not the best place for just having these more nuanced conversations. Like that can be taken elsewhere. It can be taken elsewhere because there's really not the space and, and, and it's social media. So everybody does have a different opinion. And even though it's a good place to start conversations as it has been proven time and time again, it just, I feel like it would be difficult to just come out with an understanding as a whole. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like not really the place. It's really the place to change and to bring awareness to things, to topics, but it's not really the place to settle down and like find a solution as a whole. Yeah, um, it was, that was very similar to what uh, Kevin Tyler Norman, Kevin T. Norman uh, had shared. <laughs> I love him. And yeah, <laughs> he said the same thing, just that like you can start these conversations, but it is it's very hard to continue them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's because yeah. there's so many of us having different opinions on yeah. the matter and it's not like we're all sitting in one place as a group discussing and trying to come to an understanding and agreement and so it's just very hard yeah. was Kevin here on your on your show he was your... yeah in, in oh, last I spring have to listen. <laughs> I have to oh last I need to listen to it he's so wonderful yeah I love him he is his videos bring me so much joy especially yeah. when he talks about the tea yeah <laughs> That whole thing with the bookish box, that was... That was a moment, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, that was the tea. That was like teapots filled. That was like... My God. It's like yeah. overflowing, like on the floor. Like that was, that was a moment right there. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for sharing both those, you know, positives and negatives and um, but really, it is such a positive place. From it is, you, you just have to focus on that. Yeah, it, you know, yeah. you can't really focus on the negative because, it, like everything in life, there's a positive. It's a yin and yang. There's a positive. Yeah. There's good and there's bad, and you just gotta focus on the things that make you happy and and the things that will make you achieve your goal. And, and that's all you need. And that's all it matters at the end. Yeah, and that's that on that. No more. I mean, I don't need. Yeah, <laughs> you said it all. <laughs> Well, what do you hope people will take away from visiting either your bookstagram page or your book talk page? I hope that people are able to see themselves either represented in a story or represented in a way because I do share my personal life and so much more than books. I, I, I talk about my family dynamics. I talk about being a mother of an autistic child. I talk about so many things, but I do hope that people get a chance to see who I truly am um, and uh, to have, when it comes into the book world, sort of a healthy representation of the Latin American community, whether it's in book or, or media. Um, and so for those that do not look like us, that they're able to have a little bit of understanding of who we are as humans. And for those that look like us, uh, to be able to see themselves in these stories and to be able to see their struggles and their happiness in, in books. Yeah, absolutely. That is so well said. What would be your advice for anyone who's interested in book content creation? Oh my God. I, I would have loved somebody when I first joined BookTok to tell me, breathe, be yourself. 
don't chase trends. Don't chase things that are not you. Sit down, make a plan, and focus on the things that represent you, that you want to talk about. And the rest is just hard work. You will grow eventually. Just don't lose yourself in the way. Yeah, that's so beautifully said and such wonderful advice. And yeah, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Well, I have a few fun questions about Latinx books, <laughs> authors, etc. because of course we need to talk about them. Not that we haven't already, but we can talk about them even more. And it may be helpful for any listeners who are wanting to diversify their TBRs or read more Latinx representation or find more Latinx rep. But my first question is, what are some of your favorite Latinx books? Do you have time? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have time? <laughs> okay, so what? Okay, so what genre? <laughs> because I read across genres, but you know that my most, my favorite genre is horror. So I don't know if you, if your listeners are into horror much. You can share um, whatever you would like. This is your episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start with horror. Yeah. There's five books I need any, everybody to read. Like now, I've been begging everybody this year, but you all have been ignoring me. I need you to read Gavino Iglesias, and I also need you all to follow Gavino Iglesias on TikTok. He joined TikTok because I begged him to, and I'm so happy he did, because he's such a strong voice that authors and readers need in this space. The Devil Takes You Home. Audiobook format, it's the one to go. I absolutely love the audiobook narrator, but that story, if you're into horror, paranormal, thriller, that is the one to listen to. Um, Archer of Night, Mariana Enriquez, one of my favorite books of all times. If you speak Spanish, I will highly recommend the Spanish version of the audiobook. The audiobook narrator does all of her work and she's one of my absolute favorites. Um, if you read Spanish or not, Falsa Liebre, Fernanda Melchor, Mexican author, this book is heartbreakingly raw. It talks about the poverty in Mexico City in such a way that will leave you, your soul will leave your body and then like will not return. But that is one that it's one of my favorites of all time. Uh, you can also read Pedro Paramo by Juan Rulfo. It's a classic Mexican. You all need to read that at one point in your life. And of course, The House of the Spirits by Isabel Allende, if you're into magical realism. I feel like that would be a good point for all of you to start because that is one of the most beautiful stories I have ever read when it comes into like uh, family dynamics. It's stunning and it's based in an unnamed uh, Latin American country. And you basically, she gives you what Latin American's country goes through go through during a revolution, during uh, being uh, under a dictatorship. And that story just felt so real because you didn't need to know which country it was based on because we all have lived and gone through that in our stories, in our lives. 
uh, that is such an important story to listen to yeah. or to read. Yeah. But those will be like my five. I love that. But I will say, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> please. I've been telling you. Just <laughs> do it for me. Yeah. I was after I had never heard about our share of night until you had talked about it on your page. And um, and then I think it was in San Francisco I was visiting and it was all over the bookstores and I kept seeing it. And I was like, I know that book. <laughs> so Listen, it's yeah. That I need that book in a tv series yeah for sure oh yeah for sure it can be a movie even though i think i believe there's talks of a movie of nuestra parte de noche in spanish because oh, i wow. read that book in 2020 during the pandemic i read it in one sitting that book is like 700 pages wow. i did not sleep i didn't <laughs> sleep i started that morning and i finished like i just could not stop reading the story absolutely stunning like I need you all. It's based during the Cold War in Argentina, La Guerra Fria, and so you're going to. It's about a cold um, queerness. It's just like the most normal thing. It just makes you feel like it's, it was such an intense story about a father and a son and running away from a cold and dealing in those times of La Guerra Fria, which a lot of those things that happened during that time in Argentina, very dark times in Argentina are portrayed on this story. And so it makes it even more intense and raw. And oh, one of my favorite books of all time, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, is there one or a couple Latinx releases that you're excited for in this new year? Jesus, where do you want to start? <laughs> Cynthia Pelayo, Puerto Rican Cynthia, Puerto Rican author Cynthia Pelayo. If you guys do not know her, she is the first Puerto Rican woman to win a Bram Stoker Award together with Davino Iglesias. This is the first time in history any Latinx author wins this award. They're both incredible. They're both friends. I love them. But Forgotten Sisters is coming out next year from Cynthia Pelayo. And I am, I have the arc. I just having, I'm in the reading slope. <laughs> and I want to start it like when I'm like yeah. feeling like feeling myself in this, you know, <laughs> in this moment that I want to read. But that is one, Immortal Pleasures by B. Castro. This is like her first dark fantasy story because she mostly writes horror. I am. Um, the cover of that book is absolutely stunning. So I'm looking out for that one. First, it's translated to English for the first time. And this is, I think, Argentinian author Marina Jushkuk. I can't pronounce her last name, but definitely. Malas by Marcela Fuentes. Mm, that's another one that I'm really looking. Oh my God, there's so many. <laughs> there's so many I'm doing a series right now <laughs> on my TikTok of all the books that yeah. I'm just like looking forward to reading next year that I already have the arcs and it's just like there's so many I am so happy because I feel like there's so many now so many Latinx stories coming out that is just like making my heart burst with joy yeah yeah and you see and, it matters it makes yeah. a difference oh, my. book talk makes a difference i'm telling yeah. you guys i'm telling you our stories are getting picked up not as much as we wanted it to but you know i feel like we're getting there yeah slowly like but surely yes slowly one foot in front surely. of the other yeah yep 
Yeah. Yeah. It's so true because I remember I read my first, the first book I ever read with, because I'm half Puerto Rican. I read a book with oh. a Puerto Rican main character. It was young adult uh, in, I think I was 13, 13, 14. And it was so crazy. Cause I was like, wait, this is, I know how this character. I'm going to give I, you I one recommendation. Right yeah, now please. You. Anne Davila Cardinal. Oh, really? She, I need you to read Anne Davila Cardinal. As a Puerto Rican kid that is mixed, I need you to read her. I need you to oh read her young, her young books, which are like horror, but they're incredible. Yes. And I need you to read, um, oh my God, what's the name right now? I read it from my book club and in this, um, January, and it was such a success. Oh my God. The Storyteller's Death. Okay. The Storyteller's Death. I need you to read Five Midnights or Category Five, which are two stories based um, in Puerto Rico from kids that are, you know, mixed and they go back wow. and they're sort of channeling their identity. Oh my God. And they're going, yeah. <laughs> Listen, wow. I'm not Puerto Rican, but reading yeah. through their point of view was wow. absolutely beautiful because it just gives you all the real emotions and the feelings of what a, a mixed kid but it's yeah. half Puerto Rican, half whatever. It's going through with their identity and the way yeah. they feel when they first visit the island. And it is just beautiful the way I have. I think I have never read anyone that describes the island the way wow. she describes the island. It's like literally I'm right there. My toes are in the sand and oh I'm gosh. breathing. the. Air. It's from wow. the drinks, from the food, everything, from the emotions. It just takes you on such a journey. Well, thank you. you oh my gosh. To. I yeah, I had seen you talking about her young adult and I wanted to read that Love one. But her. so Break yeah. Up in Hell. Yes. Is that what that's you're it. yes. I okay, so if you like the show Lucifer, okay. The TV that's it. Oh this wow. is <laughs> this is like the inspo for that. <laughs> Death, that's like a horror romance sort of type yeah. of thing. It's, I loved it. Oh, I wow. loved it. Well, thank you. Oh my gosh. Definitely. Please read her. Yeah. Well, who are some of your favorite Latinx content creators? Oh, my God. Well, you already mentioned Thompson Textiles, Carmen. I think she was one of the first ones that I ever encountered when I first joined Book Talk. And I was sort of channeling that BIPOC um, for your page, right? You start seeing all these people. And she was one of the first ones I follow. Uh, Book Papi. Book Papi for sure. Uh, he's so incredible. He owns his own little independent bookstore in New York. And uh, if you're going to pre-order through his store, he always gives 20% off for pre-orders. In that way, he helps uh, Latinx authors, BIPOC authors with their pre-orders. Um, Lupita Reads, my abs, my heart. Oh my God, it's so nice. It's a nice feeling when you follow somebody and you're inspired as to what they're doing and for how long they've been doing this. And then to get to see them reaching out and trying to help you and just talking to you and giving you inspiration and helping you with your deals and negotiations and things that they're doing that I should be doing. It's incredible. The support that Lupita has given me as a content, as a brand new content creator. I mean, she's been doing this for over eight years. So, wow. Yes. That's so wonderful. Those would be my favorites. Yeah. Like. I, yeah. I love them. And yeah, so much, 
yeah, just so many amazing recommendations and such I mean, great Kevin, people. Orlando right. Reads. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> yeah. I, there's so many. Yeah. Well, you sort of mentioned this uh, earlier when we were talking about our share of night. And if that's the answer, wonderful. But if is there one Latinx book that you desperately want to be seen turned into a movie or a TV show? The Devil Takes You Home. A movie. I want a movie of that. It is genre bending. That or Monstrillo. I would yeah. love Monstrillo to be some sort of movie. Yeah. Yes. It's just, it is the, the message behind it was so powerful because the story gets in, inspired by different mytho, Latin American mythological creatures, but the story is mainly focused on loss and grief and if you know me, if you follow me long enough, I talked about this before. I am obsessed with loss and grief, especially books that dwell very much in loss and grief. I don't know what it is. I really haven't had much experience with loss and grief. I had, I can imagine, from losing my mother when I was a toddler, moving here, meeting her. I can imagine like that has something to play with. But loss and grief stories for me just take you on such an emotional journey because the feeling is so complex when it comes into loss and grief because you feel like you have lost, but you feel like you have loved so much. And so those are the stories that really takes my breath away. Monstrilio, the storyteller's death, deals dwells very much on loss and grief in the island of Puerto Rico. And the just the, the beginning of that book, the storyteller's death, it's... The, Literally, the representation of a Hispanic household. Wow. The first sentence. Wow. The, the book gets you from the first sentence. But I think that will be Monstrillo or The Devil Takes You Home in a movie and our share of night in a sort of mini series. Yeah. Yes, because it's so long and there's right. so much to dwell within the story. But I feel it needs to be like, it can be. No, just yeah, you need, one more. Yeah. yeah, you need more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, those are amazing titles, and um, I will be waiting for those to be. <laughs> I will be manifesting that because nuestra parte de noche is coming out in a movie in Spanish. Oh, right, you had it's said, in yeah. the it's in the it's in the works. But okay. Mariana Enriquez, which is my favorite Argent, well, her Mariana Enriquez and Agustina Basterica fight each other as my favorite Argentinian author because I absolutely love weird fiction and these two women are the perfect example of weird fiction we're Latin American fiction like yeah. it, it just dwells into horror but reality it's it's weird <laughs> but yeah. those will be the two that I say that like sort of battle each other up but yes uh what was I going to say Mariana Enriquez has a movie from one of her short story collections already out it came out i think in 2021 oh wow yeah so definitely check it out yeah if absolutely. you want to like watch it um right yeah amazing we've obviously talked about the just the love and the community that is within the book world and uh book content creation but if there's one thing that really stands out to you, what is the best part about being part of the book world? Oh my God. 
there's so much. I think the part that I the part that I can tell you that for me matters the most into this whole content creation and talking about the books I love is the connections I get to make with people. When people come to me and tell me, Jesse, I absolutely love this book. I can this has to be one of my favorites of all time. Or Jesse, thank you for this book. I never thought I will see myself in a story. This is me. I'm from whatever country and this is like the dynamics of my family it's just being able to connect people to the things i love and then having an all moment a a realization a oh my god she is me i look like her my family dynamics are the same this is life-changing like thank you like it's me being able to connect people to feelings and stories that give them a meaning, that give them that feeling that we all need at one point in our lives, especially now more than ever. I feel with social media, how it evolves. Um, I think these connections are so much more important now than they were ever before. love that answer so much that is so wonderfully said and with that we have found the episode the end of episode 51 and i want to thank the iconic fabulous book obsessed inspirational jessica arieta for joining me today it was just i had the best time chatting with you so thank you so much for joining me thank you so much for having me i had such a blast I'm so glad and yeah, it was such a joy. Where can the listeners find you? They can find me on TikTok. I have the same handle for pretty much YouTube, TikTok, Bookstagram, at Exclusive Palm Beach Living. And then you can find me on Fable. We do, we are currently reading Mosquillo by Gerardo Samano Cordova and we read across genres. So definitely check us out. Absolutely. Do you have anything upcoming or current that you want to shout out or promote? Not at the moment. We are I'm trying to get together the list for my book club next year since I like to have the titles at least three months in advance because, you know, libraries sometimes do get stuck a little bit in supply. And so I want to make sure that everybody uh, has a chance to get their hands on their favorite book. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, listeners, if you haven't already, that's your sign to join Jessica's Book Club. And um, I want to thank the listeners for joining me for today's episode of Try Reading. Don't forget to subscribe or follow the podcast. And if you like, you can write a review or rate the show. It helps other book lovers find these amazing guests and their amazing stories. As always, you can follow Try Reading on Instagram and threads at Try Reading Podcast. And you can find this show wherever you get your podcasts and catch new episodes every other Friday. I want to thank the amazing listeners and welcome you back to season three. Thank you so much for being here. Whether it's your first episode or not, I am so excited to have you on this journey for yet another season. 
And as always, you can buy books by Try Reading Authors through the bookshop.org link in the Try Reading link tree below. And Jessica, I want to thank you again for bringing your amazing, magical self onto today's episode. You are such a great person. You are a light in the book world. And I am just so grateful to have gotten to talk with you today. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. You've been so wonderful.